Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And here we are again. Hello, seekers, greetings, mystics, and blessings to you, keepers of the flame of life. You've tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Jerry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. And gentlemen, we are being broadcast today before a live studio audience. There's a, a veritable sea of people here. It's very amazing, really. Well, okay, maybe not a sea, but at least a creek. Yeah, lots of angels, though. Lots of angels, indeed. Well, today we are continuing our series, The Enlightenment Masterclass, with part seven, which we've titled The Calling. Now, in part one of our current series, we stressed the importance of knowing our stuff, of leading by example and being properly prepared as we seek to teach others the way. Now, in part two, we focused on learning how to hear the Holy Spirit without interference or unnecessary noise, with a special emphasis on discernment. Now, in part three, we talked about the fact that many people are comfortable in their current beliefs and may not want to hear about their universal Christhood or karma, the I am presence, the path of the ascension. No problem. We honor, we honor free will here. And uh, in part four, we looked at life as a divine opportunity. In part five, we talked about our souls yearning to return to the original home in God's heart. In part six, we returned to one of our favorite and most important topics, the ascension. And today, we're talking about the calling. In other words, how do we know if and when we are called to this path. So as the focus of that uh, today, do you remember when you were called? Do you have any ideas, kind of when was the turning point? Well, for, for me, I was I was on the road entertaining, and I, I kind of went through a period of about 12 years where <clears throat> I really didn't go to church. I, I wasn't interested in church. I was raised in the, in the Episcopal Church, but uh, I had no interest in, in that. And so I I was just out in the world, you know, developing my skills, performing. And then... I don't know. I just started reading things. I, I, you know, Edgar Casey comes to mind as one of the people that I was reading about, mm-hmm. and and so I was, <clears throat> I don't know, kind of getting primed maybe and ready for <laughs> when this particular path uh, was put in front of me. Well, that's true, Terry, because the masters, you know, they have their eye on you from the very beginning, and so they will lead you or any of us for that to the steps that will get us to the place we need to be. I know for me, it was as much as I love the Christian church, my family attended. I kept saying to my father, I don't understand why I was born here and someone was born in India. It just doesn't make sense. What's the reason for it? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and those kind of questions are really a calling because there, you become unsettled. There's something that's not quite right. And, um, you know, a lot of people feel that about their traditional churches, although other men are very happy there. But there's more. I knew, I knew there was more. And so that is where you start on the path when you are looking and seeking. And I don't know that some people, you hear ministers tell the story, you know, I was awake one night and praying and I felt God tap me on the shoulder or whatever. You know, and I don't know, for me, I can't say a definitive point, but I think it was that yearning within that I knew there was more, there was something out there. And it was my mission to find it, even though I didn't know what it was. You know, I I would say that in that context of the calling, the idea or the feeling that there's more is probably what's common to almost all of us. Yeah. We felt there was something missing or something that we we're looking for we hadn't quite found. I know from in my life, raised as a devout Catholic and studying to be a priest for a while, I began to search in various different nooks and crannies. I remember going from the I Ching 
to Buddhism, to Transcendental Meditation, to these conscious consciousness communities. And just I kept looking and looking and looking. I never, never quite found it. But then I thought back to, this goes way back, 1969, I was handed a copy of Unveiled Mysteries. And I read it, and I knew I was Im- impacted by it. But it wasn't until 1995 that the Ascended Master's teachings became aw- available to me through a friend at his urging. And I realized he was handing me the Unveiled Mysteries. Really? 26 years later, I got it again. I thought, okay, oh there's there, there's purpose to this. So I knew at that point that there was something happening. So I began to study. And as I studied reading the Science of the Spoken Word and Climb the Highest Mountain in particular, suddenly the crazy cult of my life just made sense. It kind of mm. came together in us just with this one aha moment. I went, oh my gosh, the more I've been looking for is right here. You know, I think there's a resonance that we feel. And I, I've shared in the past, you know, when I found the teachings, there was a lot I didn't understand or didn't necessarily agree with what I'd been taught, but there was a vibration there, yeah. you know, and as oh, yeah. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And so it was enough of an impetus to keep going. And, you know, I think that we've emphasized in the path, you don't have to jump in with two feet day one, <laughs> you know, you can, you know, maybe yeah. you don't have to wait 26 years, but, you know, <laughs> you, you can take it at the pace you want. And you know, exploring the teachings of Santa Masters doesn't mean that you have to accept everything they teach from day one. It's just not necessary. Well, you know, one of the things that, that we we know is that this is not a sudden happening. This may have been going on for thousands of lifetimes for all we know. That this feeling of wanting more, searching for more, <laughs> hoping to find more has been a long time coming. Well, and, and let's face it, these teachings and teachings of this level were not available to people. I mean, That's we don't true. have the true teachings of Jesus, and it's been, I think, in some cases, 10,000 years before these type of teachings, the violet flame understanding, have been available. So, w- hopefully, we've been preparing for this, and as Mrs. Prophet in the excerpt we hear today, she talks, people have been preparing for a 1,000 years for this embodiment. Yeah. So, they'll be ready when the cycles turn and opportunity is there again. What do you think it is? You know, we talk about the calling. What is it we're called to do? <laughs> you, ever kind of- you know, El Moria says the purpose of life is to find God. And find out who we are. I mean, most people, you know, the vast majority don't know who they are. The Christians teach you're a worthless sinner. Well, that you're kind of starting from below ground level at that point, aren't you? And, of course, the masters teach, yes, we have sinned, we've made karma, but by nature, because God in us is in us, how can we be worthless sinners? We're the most worthy peoples in the universe because God lives in us if we choose to manifest that in our lives. And that's what the path is all about. Not only finding God. But displacing this human, this this the sorcerer's apprentice we've we've created as our, you know, human consciousness, getting rid of that, putting on the Christ, balancing our karma so that we can be fully who God intends us to be. You know, you you alluded to the original true teachings of Jesus, and of course one of those teachings is that his being a son of God is not the exception, but the rule. Yeah. That these things I do, so shall you do, and greater things. It's you think about that for a moment, and you go, oh my gosh, why did I not get that when I was younger? Why was I not taught that I have this access to the universal Christ, and I have the potential to become the Christ as Jesus did? You know, there's hints in the Gospels, but Here unfortunately, <laughs> the fallen ones have done a good job in taking those the parts out that tell us who we are. We have in the Gnostic Gospels some, you know, when he says to Thomas, you know, you can be my brother. You know, what does that mean? It means you be like me. And so... If you take that away from people, all they have is Jesus as the God versus someone of great attainment. I mean, Jesus has a, obviously a great prominence in our organization, our church, and our path, but he was a soul that walked the path just like us. He just <laughs> happened to be a little bit ahead, shall we say. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I think, the, I think the, the, the two key building blocks of karma and reincarnation are absolutely the essential uh, parts to 
uh, to when you begin to get on this path. Because I know I, you know, I ran into uh, a lot of the people from this church in Colorado Springs was my first exposure, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're starting to give these little puzzle pieces to me that are starting <laughs> to fit in the picture, and I'm going in my soul. I'm going well. That makes a lot of sense. See, I didn't have the answer to that earlier. And so now, okay, well, let me ask you this next question. You know, and you just go on and on. And all of a sudden, the thing gets filled in. Well, in many respects, it is a path of inquiry. We're constantly asking a question. Is this it? Is this enough? Is there more? And as you, and you, we all well know now, our whole program is based on those essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? Yeah. And, and you know, what happens in our society is the souls are deadened to the spiritual prompting within them. You know, people say, oh, marijuana, what's so bad about that? Alcohol, what's an occasional drink? Well, what happens, you have to understand its effect on the body. And, for instance, alcohol in the bloodstream, marijuana, it makes it physically impossible to contact your I am presence when that is in your body. So that's why, of course, the alcohol culture and the marijuana culture is being promoted so much by the fallen angels because their greatest fear is that people will find God. Because when people find God, they can't steal their light anymore and their (laughs) days are numbered because they don't get any light from God. So again, we've talked about this before, the equation of light and darkness on planet Earth, the equation of who we are, how we've been manipulated by the fallen angels for far too long. The truth has been kept from us. The truth is there if we'll find it. And we now have the tools, in spite of our, you know, not necessarily making the great in other embodiments, we have the tools now with the violet flame and the teachings of the masters. We can make tremendous progress. And don't forget, St. Germain has promised us if we pursue this path actively, we can make our ascension in this life or depending on how old we are when we start out, in the next life. Yeah. So that's a pretty great promise when we've been wandering around this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. Well, in that regard, too, we get mail occasionally from people asking, how many times are we called? How many opportunities do we receive to answer the door? Well, the masters <laughs> teach that in a single embodiment, you'll get three calls from the ascended masters. And if you turn down all three, then it's up to you to initiate the contact. So just be aware Um, that they don't chase after you forever, but they will give you opportunity. And even if you've turned down those three calls, you can initiate it on your own. And I would mention something, I mentioned another show here recently, is that before we took embodiment, we pleaded with God, with the karmic board, please make sure we find these teachings because they're absolutely key to understanding who we are and what we need to do in this life. One other thing, and we mentioned this last week during the show on the Ascension, and that was that and all of you listening have probably balanced at least 25% of your karma. Or you wouldn't be hearing this or show You today. wouldn't be hearing this show. Yeah. I mean, the, the blessings that you have garnered through many lifetimes of trying are being now revealed. The opportunities are here, which is why, you know, we, we, we talk about this being a path of opportunity many times. It's a path of grace. It's a path of mercy. It's a path of transmutation of karma. It's a path of the ascension, basically, getting through this human miasma. We're not here to perfect the human anyway. And rising up on that initiatic ladder. And there are no accidents in the universe. There are none. <laughs> that, yeah. that was kind of an odd statement when the first time I heard it. I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, well, how about the happened. one that says there's no injustice in the universe? <laughs> yeah, that's, well, well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> uh, we've done that show. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got mail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not predestination. But there is, I think there's predestination in terms of opportunity if you've earned that opportunity. 
But free will rules supreme in this universe. I mean, why was Hitler allowed to do what he did in World War II? It's very simple, free will. God will not intercede. Above all, he respects free will. And if people choose not to be, remember Hamlet, to be or not to be, I mean, that's the question. Are we going to be who God intended us? Or are we going to say no to God continually? And eventually, the reality is opportunity runs out. Well, that's a great lead into this question. Before we go to break, is, is time running out? Well, you know, I, I, that's between you and God, but I'm, I am saying that if a person continually rejects God, then they leave God no choice but to withdraw the light that's embodied there. It's not a fear thing. It's not God, the wrathful God. It's only people's free will choice yeah. that will deny them eternal life. Okay. Well, we've got to come up to a break. We have come up to a break, and when we return, we're going to hear the first of two lecture excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this topic of the calling and the wisdom of responding quickly when the masters come knocking. Don't go away. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. 
And we are back. I'm Tom. He's Terry and he's Sid. And we've got this great throng of people in the studio here. It's live today. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about the calling. This is that little nudge that you get from the masters and from God that says, it's your turn to come up higher. And maybe this has um, been something you've been feeling, wondering about, probably hopefully not worrying about it, but it's something that in the back of your mind, perhaps you've known that there's something more. So the calling is not, as we said a moment ago, a sudden thing, but it's perhaps the culmination of a long journey. So when the calling comes, it's important to realize that we have probably been building a momentum of light for a very long time that has prepared us for just this moment. Here's more. This lesson on discipleship is entitled, The Calling, Ask and Ye Shall Receive. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It is addressed to the quick who respond without reservation. I would like to make a comment about the quick who respond without reservation. Those who respond to the call of the Lord, come and follow me must have reserves, light reserves, an ancient history of commitment to the brotherhood, an inner alignment with the will of God so that when the call comes, the entire momentum of one's life and heart is already hitched to this wagon, to this chariot of Elisha and Elijah. To be able to respond immediately and to have it count for grace means that the whole momentum of one's being must be tied to the service of God. Whereas, if it is a response of being impetuous, superficially saying to oneself, I guess I'll go this way and see what's in it for me. I guess I'll follow that one and get a little bit of light in my cup. Those who seek advantage and actually have a temperament which is political in nature. Playing politics means being on the right side at the right time for the best advantage, and sometimes not always in defense of the highest and the noblest cause. Most often, politicking is defense of oneself and one's ego. So people can be political without being in politics. They can be political animals, which means they are always vying for the best position and strategy of the human ego. Of course, they don't win in the end, but they seem to get along quite well in the middle. And so you must realize that when you have reserves of light because you have built a momentum waiting for the moment of the call, listening from Maitreya for a thousand years and more, then you know that your instantaneous and quick response is based upon a pyramid that is building. If it takes you a little bit longer, then take a little bit longer. What is important is that every decision be made thoroughly by the digestion of the heart, the heart's assimilation of light, and not simply because one says, to be on the right side of God, I better do what so-and-so says or so-and-so says. So the heart, in order to be on the right side of God, must be purified. 
And the way that the heart is purified is on the quest for the Holy Grail. It's on the path that we see was taught by beloved El Moria and Saint Germain as King Arthur and Merlin. Because on the quest for the highest chalice of identity, one must slay the beasts, defeat the dragons, cast down the giants, and arrive at that place where one has the fervor and the fire because one has fought and fought well on the battlefield of life. So the heart's integration is so important and fighting in our walk in this hour means working hard for the cause to which we are set. We defeat the dragons and slay them and bind the giants by the power of the pen and the mighty sacred word that is our sword. And the pen and the preaching of the word, the power that Sana Kumar gives to us, El Moria accelerates its second level, Enoch comes to sponsor, that acceleration of the word does defeat in the same manner that it is spoken of the two witnesses, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and it devoureth their enemies. And Maitreya comes as the faithful and true with a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. So the fire is the sacred fire all consuming, the sword cleaves asunder, the real from the unreal. And therefore, only when there is that separation can the unreal be judged and bound. And this is why the great divine director has said again and again, we must not seek to have any other means for the elimination of the tares from among the wheat except by transmutation, except by the violet flame. The violet flame transmute until there is nothing left but that which the human will has retained. You realize that God as the Holy Ghost, God as the violet flame, or God as the Guru cannot take from you that which you do not desire to have taken. Even unbeknownst to yourself, locked in the subconscious may be the desire to retain some portion of the anti-self. The fire will burn around it. It will not consume that which you have held to yourself. So you'll find in some situations where individuals hang on to that not-self, that it is as though the tree were burned away, but the core remains, and the charred core stands on the hillside as that which would not give in to the fire, that which the fire would not agree to consume. This is a very amazing process. It can be seen. And we find that no amount of decrees or support by ourselves, by the ascended masters or the holy angels can deliver an individual from that which he does not desire to surrender to Almighty God. And it is a tremendous safety valve, if you will, for you to realize that neither I nor the ascended masters nor any living thing or person by cosmic law can take from the individual within this activity or this organization that which he himself will not put on the altar. The omnipotence of Almighty God does not cancel out one iota of an individual's infamy or betrayal or rebellion. The only way it can be canceled out is self-agreement with the Divine Self until the last and final great day when God himself will seize all identity that is opposed to the Divine One. 
God is the mighty action of the sacred fire. Therefore, even in the judgment call, it is God who must dispose of that call. It is always submitted to the will of God. And you must realize that the reason the judgment call is repeated day upon day is because when it is given for a certain individual, the judgment is based on an individual's words and his works. This is why the judgment call is given many times for situations and individuals because they have a long list of incarnations. Some may have many good works, some may have bad works, and our acceleration of the judgment means that we are calling for the planet and for people embodied here that activity whereby their sins are sent beforehand to judgment. And they are judged for this and that and the next manifestation. And in the process of the judgment, that particular situation has the mighty sword cleave through it for the real and the unreal, and the individual then must bear the weight of the karma of that incidence according to the decision of Jesus, Maitreya, Gautama, Sanat Kumara, the four and twenty elders, and so forth. And so the law is profoundly and ultimately merciful. In experiencing a judgment, we have seen ourselves how many people are humbled. We have seen that when suddenly people have come upon themselves a severe illness, a death in the family, the loss of a business, some traumatic experience, and they realize their helplessness against their fate, quote, against their karma. They begin to think about God. Perhaps the first time in their entire life they address a prayer to him. And perhaps there is born in their hearts the desire to do some good for someone somewhere. Doing good for someone somewhere. What a <laughs> good life calling that could be. You know, it's it's funny, but my daughter was playing a song from Beauty and the Beast the other day, and we were in the car. <laughs> and it's where the beast realizes, you know, he had it all. and But it was all ego-centered. And, of course, it's interesting what happened to him. <laughs> he got the head of the beast. And it, metaphorically, that's what happens to us. Yeah, You know, it's not so pretty what you see on the outside. But, Tom, can I just make a comment about the judgment she's referring to there? Absolutely. The judgment, you know, it says in the Bible, you'll judge angels and so forth. And so the judgment is the judgment of God, which I love this teaching, is actually love. And so it's the light of love that comes into a person's life. And because those things within us that are not love, you know, kind of, they don't mix. Oil and water don't mix. And love and darkness don't mix. So those Momentum become judged, and sometimes that manifests as very difficult times as our karma and our world. But the purpose of all this is for us to learn and to grow and develop that love in our hearts. And mm-hmm. how many of us, if we didn't get our hands slapped once in a while, would learn what we need to do? We'd be like the beast. And um, it was too late all of a sudden. And yet when he learned to love, you all know the story, yeah. he, he, he regained himself. So that's the story of the judgment. The judgment is nothing to fear. If we desire God, judgment is liberating for us. As we put these things into the flame and go forward. You know, another point, too, that I felt needs to be stressed here, listening to that excerpt, is this idea of incomplete surrender, where uh, Mrs. Prophet was talking about the fact that God will work around it. If you don't want to give it up, well, we're not going to force you to give it up, but it's not going to go away until you decide to make that sacrifice, to put it on the altar. Well, surrender can be incremental, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it's real easy to surrender certain things. It's harder to to surrender others. But you get to the point as you build a momentum of surrender and you realize that if you surrender unto God, God will give you back everything he wants you to have. 
So you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about surrendering too much. In other words, it's it's liberating. It's it's freedom, especially from the pain and the loss of situations. You know, and we know many people have traumatic situations where it's very hard to forgive others. And yet if you surrender that to God, as hard as it may be, it is very liberating. Well, And that is one of the things we know is kind of withheld often is forgiveness. Yeah. Other things, of course, too, I think pet. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's things like you, we have we have habits that we have a hard time perhaps letting go of. But until we're willing to do that, literally to lay it on the altar, it's not going to go away. And you have to learn to forgive yourself. Yeah. Because some people, and I think, you know, they get the idea, I'm not really worthy of this path. Look at all I've done. I know what I've done in this life. I can't imagine what I did in others, so to speak. Mm-hmm. God, You are worthy because God is within you. Indeed. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the conversion. And this encounter with Christ can happen anytime, anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, Today on The Open Door, we're talking about the calling, what that means, what it feels like, how it happens, perhaps how long it's taken to happen, all kinds of things. 
And right now, we're going to talk a bit more about the um, responsibility that comes with the calling. You know, it's one of those things where when you get it, we've said this word, I think from the Bible, it's sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. Um, the, with the calling comes a responsibility to stand up to darkness, to stand up to evil. And here's more on that. So we always say, as God says, while there is breath, there is life. While there is life, there is hope. And the hope is that of the turning around, the encounter with Christ, the conversion, the mighty conversion of the Holy Spirit in the consciousness of the New Jerusalem, which is a wonderful teaching from the Holy Spirit that you can continue to partake of as you learn the path of discipleship. That conversion, that turning around of worlds can happen to anyone, anywhere, and because we are not the judge, but Almighty God and His Christ is the judge, we constantly summon the power of the Word to preach the truth to individuals. Following the edict of the prophets who have told us, if we see the evildoer and we rebuke him not, if we charge him not to cease and desist from his evil ways, and he die and he receive the punishment thereof, the guilt will be upon us because we did not admonish him. And if we see a righteous man and he makes a mistake and we do not admonish him, then the guilt for his unrighteousness is also upon us. This is a very heavy charge which the Lord lays upon our hearts. We know it is the charge of the sons of God in embodiment of the Christ's on the path of discipleship. Now, many of our beloved Christian brethren, those who are Jews and Muslims who have really touched the white fire core of their own path of religion, have become very conscientious about following those instructions, and some overly so to the point of zealousness and an inordinate zeal. And so you find people who very bravely stick out their necks to challenge immorality, misuse of the media, pornography in television, and they have received a horrendous backlash from the liberal establishment. You have found that some pursue this not from the point of the Holy Ghost, not from the point of the diamond, but from the point of self-righteousness. And when it is done from the point of self-righteousness, then you find that the individual is vulnerable. And therefore, when you challenge, you always challenge when you are impelled by the Holy Spirit, not because you yourself may be justified by your own righteousness, but that all people, if they are converted from sin, will be justified by their own mighty I Am presence. And this is the great victory of God, that we are not justified by ourselves, but of him who is the one with us, the elect one, the eternal Christ. And on the basis of that Christ, we, though we may be imperfect, may challenge unrighteousness across the land and take a very strong stand. Many times the stands that people take for or against the nuclear freeze, for or against abortion, for or against drugs, is not based upon the point of contact with the Holy Ghost, but a set of opinions on the one side or the other with which they have become familiar and aligned. This does not give their cause power. What we want to do is take that stream, that diluted stream of self-righteousness on the right and the left of the human spectrum, 
We want to purify the stream. We want to find the points of truth. We go to the right wing, we find points of truth. We go to the left wing, we find points of truth. And in either side, we find distasteful the personalities of self-righteousness who proclaim whatever they are proclaiming in a sense of superior knowledge, superior status, superior whatever they think they are that is better than other people. And therefore, it has been my great appreciation for beloved El Moria not to have to align myself with the right or the left wing. Patriotic, but not of the right wing. Patriotic, but not of the left wing. Loving people and the desire to help them, but not encamped in the midst of socialism or communism or the welfare state. For the free enterprise system, but not defending monopoly capitalism. You find yourself then standing with Pallas Athena, who is the one who unleashed her mighty sword to declare the coming revolution in higher consciousness in 1976 in Washington, D.C. In a magnificent introductory dictation to that conference, she announced her stand. And so we always go back to Pallas Athena and the mighty sword of truth. My right then being God's right rather than the human right. Discipleship then in action does defeat the foes, sharpen one's abilities, and establish those reserves within us whereby we do respond when El Moria calls, when Kuthumi calls, when Dwal Kul calls, we say, I am come, Lord, I am here. What will you have me do this day? I commend you then to the path of action within community and to the searching of your own resources, my heart's resources, the master's resources, as to how you can fulfill your highest potential professionally as a son of God, professionally in the field that appeals to you, and also lay upon the altar that gift and that work which will count for grace, count for putting you ahead by the resurrection flame when you conclude this glorious life on earth. So amazing. It really is. You know, I think that talking about, you know, doing good work, choosing harmony and balance, and reminding ourselves we can't take it with us. <laughs> you know, that putting it on the altar is really what important. What you can take with you is the light that's garnered <laughs> exactly in your being. Right. So in your, yeah. your mighty eye of presence and causal body. And I think this is, you know, getting away from, obviously in America right now, as people are aware, we have a lot of division between the right and the left. And understanding that the perspective, if you take God's perspective, then things kind of fall into place about the sacredness of life. And if people knew better, they would do better. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at so-called reproductive rights, quote-unquote, you know, it's based on a human consciousness. It's based on, you know, evolved protoplasm, basically. And that's understandable perspective, perhaps, for some people. But if you understand it from God's perspective, then it's a very different equation. It's not right or left. It's the reality uh, that souls are very precious, that souls have a mission. They're embodied. Parents have karma with people. They need to have them, and so on and so forth. So when you look at it from this point, it doesn't become the traditional right and left-wing arguments on a subject. It becomes a teaching. And that's what I love about this path. And I've talked about alcohol before. And, and you know, we're not, don't drink alcohol, da-da-da. You know, you, if you don't want to per- limit the light in your body, don't drink alcohol. You know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. It's not right or wrong or sin or unsin. It's understanding the law and the path and who you are. 
Because again, if people knew better, they would do better. So Mrs. Prophet is talking, I think, here about when it comes time to speak up. You know, you listen to the Holy Spirit. This is why in one of our shows we talk about getting the Holy Spirit. Speak when the Holy Spirit prompts you to speak, not when you think you should speak. Um, And I've been really working at this and trying to understand why my Holy Christ self, you bring the people to me I'm supposed to talk to. And, you know, if I'm not supposed, don't bring them to me. Because we have an idea that we're supposed to do certain things. And the closer you can come to God and to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and your Holy Christ self, the more in alignment you become. And that's why, you know, we don't go picketing or do things like that. It's just not an appropriate way from our perspective to express the teachings of the masters. But we have the science of the spoken word. When we see evil on the planet, we can make calls on them and the situation and so forth. So by the power of the word, we can do much to challenge evil on this planet. Yeah, and I think we could sum up this idea that if we get trapped in ideology, we miss opportunity. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of people get into a kind of a wave of emotion, you know, they're attached to something and they forget that there is another side to the equation, perhaps there's another whole face of it they haven't really examined. And until they find that balance, until they find that place where they can do the right thing, they could very easily miss that golden opportunity. And, and it's not compromising your ideals because if you pursue the path of God homeward, the ideals of God become your ideals. Yeah. And so the, whatever human attachment you had to certain things, um, it just drops away. It's unreal. <laughs> I know. And, you know, let's align ourselves with God, with the ascended masters, the saints of East and West, and not the, uh, you know, people on either the right or the left or the middle, for that matter, that think they have the answer. Well, you know, if there's an admonition inside this last excerpt, it would be, be ready. Be prepared. And I think that's one of the things that it's like trimming your lamps, you know, the, the Vestal Virgins. If we are going to be ready when the call comes, we've got to be trimming our lamps. We've, we've got to be prepared. We've got to be accumulating that light. We've got to be, you know, fostering and, and preserving and sustaining our momentum. You know, um, in, in the previous uh, segment where we heard Mrs. Prophet, she mentioned, um, and I just want to bring this up, she mentioned second level. And I wanted to define what she meant by second level <laughs> under El Moria, where things are accelerated. We have, uh, we have a Summit University, and we have Summit University online. And so for those that want to study these teachings in a more intense, sort of uh, immerse yourself sort of a, a matrix, this is a great opportunity because it, it allows you to pull away from the world for a long enough period of time, so to speak, yeah. to be able to really get your lamps trimmed. You know? Sure. Well, you can go to our you know, TSL.org or SummitLighthouse.org and find you know, in the search bar, just put Summit University. You'll get a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, the technology we're enjoying today has been sponsored by St. Germain. He yep. sponsored the release of it. Obviously, as we know, the Internet can is misused to a large extent, <laughs> but it can be used for proper things. And we have these teachings, and the show you're hearing now goes on the Internet. So you can All see the over. opportunities that there. So um, the technology needs to be used for right purpose and, and as well as what else is going on on this planet. Indeed. And if you would please t- make note of this link, tsl.org slash masterclass. And if you click on that link, you'll be taken to the homepage for the Corona Class Lessons, which this entire series is based on. These are a, ser- a series of 48 lectures from Jesus and Kutumi, who many of you would know as uh, St. Francis in a different embodiment. But they alternate back and forth these beautiful, deep, penetrating, I mean, just beautiful teachings. And it's a wonderful manual. I mean, I'm, I'm finding I'm reading it for the third time. I could probably just keep reading it the rest of my life. It's that <laughs> that uh, it's remarkable. It's called the Corona Class Lessons. It is published by Summit University Press. You can find it on our bookstore at tsl.org, or you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. 
wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> so you can you can use it like a Bible. Just open it to a page, and that's what you need to know right oh, now. It's it really is it's remarkable. And the people I've spoken with, as they know, we've been preparing this series. They've done the same thing. They picked up the book and said, "Oh my gosh, I forgot how great this is." So I want to just add everybody out there listening, the Corona class lessons. You will not be disappointed. So, one more break. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is going by pretty fast. It, they always do. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to wrap up this show today, part seven, and we'll kind of tease a bit our Enlightenment Masterclass, part eight, which is the cries of your soul. Don't go away. Wow. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Back. I want to thank all of you stalwart souls for staying with us. We much appreciate you being part of this mandala, part of the audience. And as we say many times, there are no accidents. You're not here because you didn't earn this opportunity. This has definitely been the calling, perhaps for you, that the masters are knocking on your door. And as we're talking about the calling today, let's talk about what do we do? We answer the call. How do the masters help us? How can we engage the ascended masters to make the calling stick? Is it well? You know, during the break, Sydney, you were saying something about we want to we want to encourage our listeners to take a take a, a small bite of the loaf, you know. Mm. And sometimes this can seem overwhelming because some of these teachings are fairly in depth, and some of them are addressed to students who have been on the path for a while. And so we want you to just be comfortable with it, whatever you can handle, you know. And like I was saying, I I might have chewed on just the concept of karma for. A few days before I could go back to the Four Winds Organic Center and, and <laughs> ask days. my next question, you know? How about a few lifetimes? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, too, it's, you know, as I've mentioned before, you know, it's sobering when you find that what you're looking for. Because what do I do next? In other words, I can give up being a seeker and then becoming working on becoming an adept. And so I think it's it's one step at a time. Some people are very accelerated and ready to go and, and you know, don't hold us. My wife was like that. She found one book and she was off. It took me a little longer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, take it the pace you can. And you're, it's certainly welcome to do it at your pace. God respects that. But don't deny yourself that which you have worked so hard to find. 
And so don't casually cast it aside because you have other, quote unquote, important things to do. This path deserves a try. And allow the masters to speak to you, to work through you. I'm not talking about voices, but I'm talking about things in your invite, in your life and directions and things that change and so on and so forth. And give the masters a chance. Start out using some science of the spoken word, a few simple decrees, just yeah. to see what they're like, how it changes, how, whoa, something's different in my aura. I feel that light or that energy. Right. Read a book. Read a paragraph. You know, These are fairly advanced teachings. So if you don't understand some of these things, fine. You don't have to. But I think it's 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 a it's a leaven to see that what is out there if you'll take advantage of it. And one of the most potent tools that you can use is the Violet Flame. Yeah. In fact, we would invite you to go to violetflame.com. There's a challenge there, a 30-day challenge you can take. It's free, of course. There's also a vigil you can take part in, which is a people doing Violet Flame around the world, thousands of your brothers and sisters doing it all at the same time. It's pretty remarkable. I'm going back to the question I asked you in starting the segment, which was, the way we engage the Ascended Masters is by asking for their help. They have been where we are. They know what we are going through. They understand our path because they've been there. So we can engage them as our mentors, as our friends, as our guides and guardians through this process. Absolutely. And you learn, like everyone knows Jesus, for example. A lot of people may not know El Moriel. They may know some of his embodiment. So if you feel more comfortable starting with Jesus, which I did certainly when I came to this path, I felt that was a safety valve for me. Sure, sure. Um, You know, if it's not true, don't let me go pursue. But I was encouraged and so forth. Pray. You know, we talked about having morning devotions. Talk to God. Talk to one of the masters. You know, talk to Archangel Michael. You know, get to know them. They can be your friends, better friends than you'll ever have on planet Earth. <laughs> um, because they yeah. can always be trusted to do what is best for you. And they respect your free will. You know, God is not a tyrant. People get afraid of God. Oh, I've done some certain things I'm not too proud of. <laughs> well, God knows it all. And you believe there's no new sins anyway. Somebody's already done it 10 million times or yeah. somebody, you know, somewhere. Oh, that again. <laughs> <laughs> so God loves you. But because of free will, we have to take a step ourselves. We can't be passive. We can't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate and find yourself an old person who has been busy all their lives but has accomplished nothing in terms of the spiritual path. Make it a priority. Set aside time, five minutes, ten minutes, just something every day, and try and build a momentum and find out, does this work? Is it for me? Don't be overwhelmed. You know, the projections will get on you. You're not worthy. It's too much. It's too much work. Da, 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 da. You know, I'll have to give up Sunday afternoon's football and, you know, whatever it is or, you know, making quilts or whatever. You know, God respects your free will. Take the step you want to take. And one more thing I want to say, and then talk about desire. If you don't, if you have mixed desires, which we all have, let's face it, um, just pray for God's desire to be in you and to be free of those desires which are not in your best interest. Pretty simple. <laughs> and, and the violet flame will help you do that, yeah. too. You know, it, like like you say, the 30-day challenge, you know, you'll just start trimming off just a, a little bit, uh, you know, a small pancake or what do they call the French pancakes? The uh, Crips. The crepes. Yeah, just a peel, <laughs> a layer at a time. And all of a sudden, 30 days later, you're a different person. Well, not only that, but remember that you get a little bag of karma dropped at your doorstep every morning which is up to you if you choose to transmute. Whether you're on the path or not, you get this karma. And you hear, you know, there's a a tragedy occurred in Arizona over the weekend where this family, nine members of family, I think it was, were swept away by a flash flood. Totally unexpected. And you think, oh, what a burden, you know, that loss of life. You know, I don't know the karma, but they were together for a reason. 
Now, could that have been prevented? You know, I can't say for sure, but we do know that the violet flame will transmute karma before it manifests. And it might have manifest in a way that would not have taken their lives had they been working to transmute their karma. So there's a certain level of enlightened self-interest here if your motives are pure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and that's a topic we talk about many times, enlightened <laughs> self-interest. It's okay to focus some of this on yourself. How can you help others if you don't prepare by <laughs> right. helping yourself? Indeed. And the only person that will save you is you. Uh, well, now there's a big one. <laughs> Dropped a load. Well, it's get, free, get free will again, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so you just what's the balance for you? Obviously, we're enthusiastic and we're excited about this because we've seen what's happened in our lives and the lives of others. But take it as it comes to you, but don't, don't disregard this. Because it's important to you and your soul. Whether you accept this path and these teachings or not, give them a chance. Not because we say they're good, but because of what you experience and because of your love of God and your desire to find the truth. You know what prompted me? I wanted to find holiness. Yeah. God, where do I go on this planet to find holiness? <laughs> and I can tell you, I found it here. Well, and, you know, I just wanted to say that the, the beauty of, of studying the teachings of the Ascended Masters is that they have ascended from all walks of life, all religions, all over the world. They've got, they've got retreats that you can go to at night to study, yeah. you know, so you whatever your flavor of, uh, what is it, 39 flavors of ice cream, uh, <laughs> Baskin Robbins or something, whatever your flavor is, there's a master there to help you. Yeah. Well, and it's something we can be so grateful for. I mean, we've been gifted with this opportunity, but it's not just ours alone. And we obviously have passion behind this because you can hear that we feel called to do this. Yeah. And but it's, it's greater. Right. Go ahead. And what happens is as more people pursue this path, their own path, the equation of planet Earth changes. It's an equation of light and darkness. And when you see all this darkness on the planet, it's because not enough light has been invoked by the sons and daughters of God to offset that darkness. Yeah. So when you encourage the light, when you invoke the light, not just for your own personal past, but for the planet, you'll see a change on the planet. Does a golden age seem impossible on planet Earth? It seems a long way off today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's not impossible. It can happen. Yeah. Indeed. Well, we've got a couple more minutes here. Let's talk a bit about next week because we're going to be continuing our series, this Enlightenment Masterclass, again, based on the Corona Class Lessons. And next week, it's the cries of your soul. And this kind of follows in sequence with the calling. A lot of times when people are called, they feel this urge, they feel a sense of something, that they want this something more. And oftentimes the soul has been yearning for this completion with this return to the heart of God for eons, who knows how long. And those cries are for the return to the immortality, the place that we once knew when we were first created. So next week, we're going to kind of focus a bit on that as a follow-up, as an, as an additional layer of the calling. Is and you'll learn how to hear the call of the soul. Well, yeah, I think that we recognize there's something missing. Again, we've talked, we, we started out the show today talking about wanting more. Mm -hmm. Well, this is perhaps what's prompting that sense of more is the soul is ready to be completed. Yeah. So, well, uh, <laughs> talk, talk to us through the web. We're at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and let us know what your concerns are. We might, you know, we might be able to cover something that is a major concern for you in a, in a, in a future show. Well, we have people asking us to do shows and different things like the Lady Masters. That's one that we've heard a number of times. Mm -hmm. That's coming. Don't know when, but that's coming. Uh, be uh, we've had people asking us about, you know, how do they get involved? How can they do more? How can they learn more about this? We can send them to summitlighthouse.org, of course. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to start. That's our website. There's a search bar there. Whatever you're looking for, just put it in. Click search. 
Off you go. <laughs> and thank you again for being part of this program with us. We want to just acknowledge that uh, you have a choice, that you were called to tune in. Thank you for that. We're called to talk with you. And as we like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.